Monetizing your online presence as a creator can be a challenge since solely relying on brand deals doesn't always give you the stability and control over your income that you want. Some months I'm making five figures in partnerships alone and some I am literally thanking my lucky stars that I decided to dip into another stream of income because partnerships alone would not even pay my mortgage. So finding a way to sell your own product or service on social media can be a great way to level up your creator business and have more control over your income. Trust me, I know this might sound overwhelming and a bit confusing, trying to figure out what product or service would make sense for you to sell and how to start selling it on your social media while still maintaining the great relationships you have built and cultivated with your audience is is tough. You want to stay true to yourself as a creator, but you still want to scale your business and continue to grow. But making this move into products or services on your own can be scary. It's a lot of work. And what if no one buys them? Or what if you feel way too salesy? What if you're charging way too much and no one's buying or too little and you're not attracting your ideal audience? Okay, so how do you get started and decide what you're going to sell and how to sell to your audience without overwhelming them? I'm Kristen Buscan. I've been a full-time creator for over three years and I've brought in over $350,000 from sponsored posts and content creation and collaborations with brands so far. Social Scoop is a podcast where we teach you, the entrepreneurial creator, to turn your online influence and creativity into a profitable, self-sustaining business. Today, Today, we're here with Erica Reitman, business coach and owner of the Icon Agency, a first-of-a-kind biz-building empire agency. As a former interior designer who accidentally moved to Mexico, she started her coaching career where she has helped hundreds of online business owners make moves, lots of money, and shake up their industries. Together, we'll dive into how you as a creator can identify your ideal products or services, determine a strong price point, and sell effectively on social media without overwhelming your audience. We're giving you the scoop on all things social selling. This, my biz BFF, is social scoop. Okay, so let me know, does this resonate with you? Maybe you don't know who you are as a creator, or sometimes you question your niche or your mission. Maybe you wish you knew how you could create a strategy that actually works to help you grow your social profiles and post more consistently. Maybe you want to work with more brands but are sick of pitching, not getting responses from brands, and having to constantly be searching for new brands to work with. If that sounds like you, it's sounds like you're ready to become a master creator. And there are three main areas of becoming a creator that are mandatory in becoming a master. First, it's clear personal branding. Second, strategic content ideation and creation. And third, consistent monetization. You have all the potential in the world, which is why you're going to be so excited to hear that I'm coming together with Sky Garcia and Alyssa Chan Evangelista to share with you the master creator course bundle. You'll learn from not one, but three coaches with years of experience through our perspectives. Sky has been a creator for years and has amassed over 330,000 followers on TikTok. And she's worked with companies like TikTok and Adobe. Her TikTok glow up course is all about making content smarter, not harder. Alyssa, a social media strategist and content creator, is also known as the personal branding queen. Her course, The Social Standout, encourages you and teaches you how to be authentically and strategically yourself. And you guys know about me, Brand BFF, my course, teaches you how to monetize more consistently and sustainably by building relationships with brands without cold pitching. The Master Creator Course Bundle is officially going live to the public tomorrow, Wednesday, May 10th. So you're going to want to check out the link down in my bio tomorrow. It will be all over my socials tomorrow. I'm so excited for you guys to become a Master Creator and I'll see you inside. Hello, my friends, and welcome to episode 94 of Social Scoop. My name is Kristen, and as always, I'm so excited that you're here. 
first, a little piece of news. You may notice this week that Tuesday is our only episode that we'll be releasing. For a little while, our Thursday episodes will be on hold. So you won't hear coach episodes for a bit. And we'll have to kind of reevaluate and see what we're thinking. Honestly, I love experimenting with my business. And I really want to put a ton more effort into our Tuesday episodes and bring a mix of more creators as well as our industry experts onto our Tuesday episodes. So I'm excited for you guys to see what's to come. But just so you know, Tuesday episodes for now. This week, TikTok has expanded its creativity program. It originally launched in February with select creators, and it started for everyone else on May 3rd. So your requirements are to have at least 10,000 followers, 100K authentic video views in the last 30 days. You need to be over 18 and be posting videos that are at least one minute long. So it's unclear how much money creators can really expect to make, but it really aims to address the issues that the Creator Fund had, where Creators made less money as TikTok became more successful. Personally, I got access to my dashboard for the creativity program over the weekend. And I shared a video about it on TikTok. And so many creators were in the comments saying, oh my gosh, don't do it. It made my views so low since enrolling. And I have to say, since I've enrolled, my views have actually been higher than they typically are. So this is something I always, always take with a grain of salt. You really just never know what's going to happen when you join these programs. And I honestly sometimes have a hard time believing that they really do control your views at all. Sometimes TikTok views are just all over the place. And I don't think we can confidently say this is why my my views are lower. So personally, I'm having a good experience with it so far. I've made a whole like 85 cents, you know, it's a big deal. (laughs) But I'm hoping to make a lot more money with it, obviously. So we're going to see how that goes. But all I'm going to say is you should do your own research, do your own experimentation and see how it works for you. Instagram has continued working on the ability to add polls to the comments section, which I'm actually very excited for. So it looks like it might only be an option for Instagram reels versus the comments on all posts. And the polls can be edited or deleted after they're posted. Personally, I get nervous about things that can't be edited or deleted because what if you you know make a mistake or you write something wrong or maybe you just don't want it to be there anymore? I think it's very weird that you wouldn't be able to delete them. Um, but we'll have to see what happens there. Overall, I think this could be a really cool way to be more engaged with your audience. Um, But I do like the flexibility of being able to edit and delete if I need to. Now, this one was really surprising to me. Very cool, but I'm just not sure how this is going to work. Instagram is working on the ability to create public group stories. So you'd be able to type in a friend's name and select them to basically be someone who could add to your group story. Um, In 2019, they did a test with group stories, and it will be different from that test because these will be publicly visible to everyone. And only certain people that are selected can add new content. So it's a it's a publicly viewed group story, but only specific people can add to that story. And my very much confusion here, like my where I'm really trying to figure out what this is going to be like is how do I know who's in the group? What are the groups called? Like, do they have to have a name? Like, what does that look like on my little stories queue up at the top of the screen? I don't know. I'm very confused. Instagram is also working on the ability to create posts 
posts that are visible to just your close friends. So if you are someone who utilizes your close friends list, this is a really great way to add more content for those people. I personally am not sure that I will really use this. Honestly, I just like the idea of using close friends as kind of like a more of a really chill place to hang out. And I am also one of those people who doesn't like to be very chill on my Instagram feed. I like it to look a certain way and and kind of like give an overall vibe per se. So I'm not sure how much I'll personally use this, but it's a cool option if you are someone who uses your close friends for your business. Lastly, Instagram is working on the ability to share a note with all followers. For some reason on my main account, I don't actually have the notes feature. I have it on my account where I post all my dog videos and I love using it, but I also feel like no one else uses it. So sometimes I'm just like, am I the only one who's utilizing this feature? But I really wonder if it's because a lot of people still don't have it. So I would be curious, first of all, to hear from you guys listening. Do you have the notes feature yet? Um, It's that little area right above your DMs where it's a a 24-hour little block of text that you can add. And as of right now, only people who are your mutual follows that you follow and they follow you back can see those notes. But with this update, they're basically working on the ability to share those notes with everyone who follows you. So A, I would like to get the feature. And B, I do like the idea of sharing it with all of my followers. It's almost kind of reminiscent of MySpace like bulletins where I can share something where people can see it. And so I really like this. I would use this very often. Instagram, give me the notes feature. Now, our guest today, I stumbled upon her TikTok on the FYP, and it was just an inspirational video of her kind of giving us a kick in the ass about being female entrepreneurs. And I remember immediately following her and sending her a message saying, I don't even know you, but I need to have you on the podcast. She is such an inspirational woman. She has such a great story, and she's honestly just so badass, and I aim to be more like her every day. So without further ado, Erica Reitman. So many of you creators have these multiple streams of income that you're trying to build, but one thing that I find a lot of creators are nervous about or can't get comfortable with necessarily is selling through social media to their audience. So Erica Reitman is our guest today. She's really great at this. So Erica, I'm excited to have you here. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, I'm so excited to be here. Absolutely. So for anyone who is just listening in and hasn't checked out your pages just yet, can you kind of give us a rundown of who you are and what you do? Of course. I am currently a business coach and the co-owner of the Icon Agency, which is an agency I started with my husband last year. And we like to call this a biz building agency, an empire building agency. And so instead of just focusing on one thing like marketing or social media, We really work with entrepreneurs who are at that stage in their business where they're ready to just have a big up level and really commit to growing their empire. And we work with them to do anything that's needed to do that. And so it's really a combination of one-on-one coaching, done-for-you services, and accountability and project management. And I had never seen anybody do anything like this before. So I just was kind of super excited to put it out there. And it's just been amazing working with all of the clients we've been lucky enough to work with so far. So do you have like a range of clients? Like everyone kind of has different businesses? We do. I mean, we tend to work with other coaches and service Mm -hmm. providers, but we also work with 
for example, right now we have a naturopath doctor that we're okay. working with. Um, you know, people who are excited to build their businesses online using social media, using all of the things that I'm sure everyone in your audience is using <laughs> as well, and really kind of pushing their business and connecting the dots in a way that they haven't quite been able to before. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of where we come in. I love that. And it actually, it's nice that you kind of like help throughout the whole process. I know for a lot of creators that I work with, they're making money maybe through like sponsorships and things like that, but they really want to like actually start building a business outside of that. And one of the questions that I get when I talk about this is, okay, well, I don't even know what to sell. Like, what can I even offer? So what kind of advice do you give to anyone? I mean, I'm assuming the people you work with are probably already kind of like established with their offers. But for anyone that you've had conversations with that maybe is like a little lost on even figuring out what to sell, how do you kind of guide them along that process? Yeah. Well, I think one of the best places to start with, and I think sometimes just our brains skip over this and don't really think about it, is what would be super freaking fun for you to put together yeah. if you want to do a course? What do you really love talking about? I was speaking with a client recently who had an Instagram course, and I can relate because I used to have an Instagram course too. And in our conversation, she was like, Oh, I just like talking about this is making me want to throw up. And I was like, Okay, well, why are we selling this? Right. I don't want you ever in your business. Like, this is one of the coolest things about being a business owner and putting together whatever kind of crazy business you want in whatever way you want to. You don't have to do any of the shit that you don't want to do. You get to talk about the stuff that's really exciting for you and really lights you up. And so I would even say this to anyone who's like, everybody keeps asking me about XYZ, but I hate XYZ. Okay, then don't sell something about XYZ. (laughs) There's plenty of other things that we can talk about. And for sure, I think a good place to start is if you are constantly getting questions about one particular thing, Mm -hmm. or if you're meeting with clients and every client that shows up and has a conversation with you is like, I don't know how to tackle copywriting. I'm just making this up. It's great to look at things like that, but I really Mm -hmm. want people to kind of zoom in and focus on the stuff that for whatever reason right now is getting you super excited to talk about. Yeah. I mean, and and that has to be a priority because you're going to be talking about it a lot, (laughs) not only building the course, but also promoting the course, like building all the marketing, all of that. Like you're going to be talking about this topic a lot. So it really should be something that doesn't make you want to throw up. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) I don't want anyone throwing up. (laughs) None of that here. Um, So do you feel like courses are one of the most like popular ways to go in terms of like a product or or an offer? What are the other things that are out there? Because I I talk to like, I'm thinking about my fashion creators that I work with. And they're always like, what kind of fashion course am I going to create? Like, what else can I do? And so I want to like, kind of hear what you have to say about those outside of the box ideas. Yeah. I mean, look, courses are still around. I don't think they're going anywhere. I'm working on one right now, but I am doing it in a way where I'm really trying to think through. I just always like to do things differently. That's my favorite thing. I like to take what everybody else is doing and put my own spin on it. So I don't think that you have to do a course or think about the thing that you want to sell within that framework. I think the cool thing that I have been seeing, especially over the last couple of years, is you legit can sell 
anything. Like it doesn't have yeah. to be a course where there's a module and a lesson and a video and all of that. Because for some people, it doesn't feel fun to create something right. like that. Um, and so there are so many different things you can do. I mean, for a fashion stylist, I, it would be so much fun if I could just pay somebody for a week. Like maybe I'm somebody who, you know, I kind of know what I like, but I'm not exactly sure. So offer me a package where every morning for a week, we can FaceTime and I can just show you the outfit that I'm putting together. And I don't have right. to commit to a course or a long thing. This is your week of like FaceTime fashion advice. I don't know. You can come up I with whatever that. name you want. But there are so many ideas like that that people are just afraid to do because they don't see everyone else doing it. And I have yeah. to say for me as a consumer who's buying courses and all sorts of shit all the time. Same. I love, <laughs> yeah, I just love when I see someone who's like, you know what? I'm going to do this a different way. Here's what I'm offering. And it looks nothing like yeah. anyone else's course. Yeah, I think those opportunities, when you think about them, are scary. But when something is uncomfortable, right, like that's where the most exciting things end up happening. And yeah. I know from like my experience being a business owner, like I've tried a lot of things that haven't worked. <laughs> but like, yes. that's, that's all learning experiences, you know, like things that I was like, ooh, this is, sounds like a good idea. I try it doesn't work. But now I know a few things not to do. And I think that is just as valuable as learning what you should be doing. A hundred percent. And I mean, even back to this idea of a course, I mentioned I used to have an Instagram course. I yeah. would say to someone who's thinking of putting a course together, just think long and hard about your subject matter. I am not nearly as interested in Instagram now as I used to be. So that is a yeah. piece of it. But the other thing that I decided I didn't ever want to do again is a course on something that like I can put out my course on Instagram and literally the next week, Instagram changes the entire yeah. platform. And my course <laughs> needs to go into the garbage. Right. So it didn't happen that quickly for me. But the course that I'm working on now is called CEO Millionaire You. And it's back to this concept I have of how you can show up in your business right now as yeah. this like ideal, amazing version of the CEO millionaire that many of us are aspiring to be. And you can do that now, no matter how much money is in your bank account. And I, there will for sure be things that I might want to update in that course, but that is a topic that in 10 years, we'll probably yeah. still be thinking about. So I'm feeling really good about the time and the effort and the energy that I am spending putting this course together. Yeah, I mean, that's a really great point. Obviously, again, like it is, it's so much work <laughs> to, to mm -hmm. build the course. So having something that is going to be like a little more evergreen, or at least will last a few years, I think yeah. is, is going to be very beneficial. So Another kind of pain point to go along with like selling a product um, that I hear a lot of creators kind of struggle with, even myself in the past, I've struggled with this, is figuring out a price point. So for yeah. a specific offer or product, what is the best way that creators can kind of figure out what the heck to charge for it? Yeah. Well, I like to look at two things. The first thing I look at is what in terms of this thing that I'm going to offer and sell, what is required of me and my team mm -hmm. and the time and the effort and the energy? Sometimes it's a course and like the time that you put it together is really all that's required. And then you're right. kind of getting it out there into the world. Sometimes it's a program where you need to show up. I mean, in the example I just gave, like 
you better be ready to come on to FaceTime with me every morning <laughs> and hang out in exactly. my closet. Like, do you have the time to do that? So I do like to look at that. And honestly, it's often impossible to figure out exactly how much time and effort is going to be required because this is not yeah. a science. It really is an art. I do like to look at that and think about that. The other thing I like to do, and this sounds kind of silly because I'm not like crazy woo, but I do think that there is this gut check thing that needs to happen with your prices because you're mm-hmm. going to be the one who's out there talking about it and you know trying to right. get people to buy into whatever you're doing. And if you can't even say that number out loud, like you're going to have a problem. So what I tell my clients is I want them to come up with a price It's funny that this is now the second time we're talking about vomit in this very short conversation. (laughs) But I always say, like, I want you to talk about a price that feels possible, but also makes you want to throw up a little bit. Mm. So, like, there needs to be that feeling of, like, a little bit. I don't want you feeling like you can't say it out loud, but I, I want it to scare you a little bit. Because I always want my clients and I always want business owners in general to be pushing themselves and challenging themselves. And I will tell you, I have now worked with hundreds and hundreds of women. I have never, ever, ever once said to any of them, your prices are too high. Like never. I love that. never happened. So for me, you know, I just really want this to be a place that you are challenging yourself and pushing yourself a little further than you might feel comfortable going. Um, And also remembering like the price that you come up with now, you are not signing a contract that this is going to be the price of your thing from now until the end of time. You're allowed to change it. You're allowed to raise it. You're allowed to lower it. So don't feel like oftentimes people feel so much pressure around this. Yeah. And really sometimes it's just about picking a fucking price and getting it out there. (laughs) Right. Exactly. Yeah. And that's something that I struggled with a little bit when I was releasing um, the course that we just released a few weeks ago, Brand BFF. I had a conversation with uh, two of my friends who are also course creators. We were on a little Zoom call and I told them the price that I was thinking in my head and they were both like, Kristen, no, that, are you kidding me? They were like, that is absolutely way too low. Like, look at what this person's charging. Look at what this person's charging. But I was so nervous that the price that I put out, people, I was like, people aren't going to pay that much money. Like, you know what I mean? People aren't going to pay $500 for this or $1,000 for this. But when I think about the value that I bring, I think it's difficult when you're, thinking about your own value. You know what I mean? Cause like, we're always like, Oh no, like we're not, we're not that special. We're not that special. But I really sat down and thought about like the amount of money that I've even invested in education to learn things that I'm teaching in this course. Like all of that needs to be compensated for, not to mention the fact that most of my time every day is spent learning and learning more about this. So those are all things that I think are difficult for us to kind of put into perspective when we're looking at our own value, but it is, it should scare you a little bit. I agree. Yeah. And I mean, I I don't really love the phrase like charge your worth. Like your value is a million billion kajillion dollars. (laughs) Like (laughs) just because you're you and you're unique and you have your own sets of gifts like that, that is true for all of us. So I can't charge a million billion kajillion dollars (laughs) to work with me. I have to come up with a number and I just really want people to remember 
it's an art, not a science. And sometimes yes. it really is just about picking a number, getting it out there, and then iterating from yeah. there. Yeah, 100%. Um, I'll, I'm curious about like, kind of shifting into selling that actual product yeah. a little bit more. So when you are kind of instructing the people that you work with on marketing plans and like, you know, which platforms we're going to be using, what is the best way for us to kind of figure out where we're going to put our energy when we're trying to sell something? Because obviously there's a thousand different platforms. Like we're all spending time on different ones. Like there's email, yeah. there's, you know, there's everywhere that we can be selling. And I, I think, yes, we want to be in as many places as possible, but we don't have the capacity most times to do all of that. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I, again, like to tell people, like, where do you love hanging out right now? Mm -hmm. Because even if the best place for you to be selling is LinkedIn and you hate being on LinkedIn, yeah. that's not going to work. And so I don't think there's a right or wrong answer here. I mean, for sure, like we have certain clients now that just based on what they're selling and who they're targeting, LinkedIn, for example, is a better place to be. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean that their business is going to fail if they're not on there. And so yeah. because selling and launching and doing all of that is hard, like let's not beat around the bush. It's not it really like, super is. duper easy. Otherwise everybody would be doing it. I always want my clients to really think about where are you having fun hanging out right now? And let's yeah. start there. And I stick with two platforms mostly. Like this is just where I am right now. And I will also share that the places that I like to be sometimes shift and change. True. You know, for me, it... I built two really successful businesses on Instagram and I continue to show up there, but now I got TikTok in the mix. And I got to <laughs> right. tell you, if you said to me, here's your phone, you have one hour, you can only use one app. Do you want to be on it's Instagram TikTok. or TikTok? <laughs> like, hello, yeah. it's TikTok all day, every day. So yeah. I think that's a really, really important piece of it. And I just would say again, like whatever platforms those are for you, you're going to be most successful if you're selling there. Right. Yeah. That's, it's kind of interesting as you were speaking about this, I'm thinking about my own launch in my head. And one thing that I did differently this launch versus others is that I did put a big focus on TikTok. For me, I built most of my audience on Instagram. And so I felt like I had the most loyal community on Instagram. But my issue with Instagram is that I can really only hit those people. Like it's very difficult yeah. for me for whatever reason to go outside of my little circle that I have. And so I did put a heavy focus on TikTok, especially TikTok lives. And I would say mm -hmm. probably more than 50% of what we sold during our launch week was through TikTok live. I was floored, but That's it was something, it was, it's crazy. And I've been doing so many of them since because there were just, it was like, so, you know, exciting. Like everyone was in there. People yeah. were talking. Like we were really like building this little family over launch week. And by the end, I was like, wow, I can't stop now. Like this is amazing. So I've been trying to go on live a few times a week. And every single time I go on, I at least have one more person in my membership or I sell one course. Like TikTok Live has been incredible. But doing that little like experimentation of like, all right, well, like I like hanging out on TikTok more, even though I feel like my my customers might be on Instagram. Let's just see what happens. So I, I really think that's great advice. Like maybe it's not the most logical choice being, yeah. you know, like, let me go with TikTok versus Instagram, but it was the most fun <laughs> and I feel yeah. the most confident about it. <laughs> totally. Yeah. I think that's so, so important. 
Definitely. Um, so when creators kind of have this idea for like something that they want to create and they are thinking of like how they're going to launch it. So maybe they figure out what, what platform, what is the best way for a creator to kind of come up with almost like a marketing plan? Like how often are they going to be sharing? What kind of content are they going to be sharing? Like what is the best way to figure all of that out? Cause I feel like that's the hardest part. Yeah. I mean, I, my general practice is I sell every day. Now, mm-hmm. I don't always sell like, hey, come and buy my thing. This is yes. what it is. That is one way of selling. Typically, I'm, I call it selling without selling. Talking about yeah. things in a way where you're not necessarily like directly selling your thing, but you're able to get people excited about your thing. And so I do think that coming up with, and we all work differently, but coming up with a bit of a plan in terms of how you're going to get your thing out there is really, really helpful. And I find one of the reasons is because, again, if you've never gone through a launch before, I just will tell you, like, it's a little bit of a roller coaster. Yeah, You're going to have some days where you feel on top of the world. And then you're (laughs) going to have some days, even for someone like me who has a really successful business, during our last launch, one day I was like, okay, nobody's ever going to pay me again. (laughs) Let's put my entire business in the garbage. Who do I think I am? This is crazy. And so that's going to happen no matter who you are or what you're selling. So I always like to think about like, how can I make this dead easy for myself? And doing that type of planning is something that really helps. I think there's so many factors involved, like our agency package, you know, for example, is pretty hard to describe. It's not the sort of thing where you could say digital course. And even if you don't know exactly what that course is about, you understand the framework of it. You understand what it is. So sometimes you're out there selling something like that and it doesn't need a lot of explanation and you don't have to take people through it. And it's like, this is what it is. Do you want it or not? And sometimes you have something that requires a little bit more explanation. It is not something that people will immediately understand. And I say to myself and to my clients, like that responsibility is on you. You need to make sure that you are talking about this thing in a way that your audience can get it and understand it and get excited about it. And so that sometimes is an extra challenge. So I think you need to think about like, what is this thing and what's going to be the easiest way for me to get my community to understand what it is, to get excited about it, and to realize like what a crazy impact it could potentially have on their life. And there's no, again, there's like no, I say all the time, I wish there was a magic (laughs) formula. I just would sell the magic formula. I'd be a bazillionaire and I'd be, (laughs) you know, shopping in Paris all day, every day. Um, (laughs) But there's not. So you really kind of have to go through this process of figuring out, figuring it out yourself. And this will, by the way, take a lot of experimentation. You're going to screw stuff up. You're going to post stuff that you think is so stupid and makes no sense. And that's going to be your most popular thing that sells the most. I mean, you just were talking (laughs) about how surprised you were about the lives, you know? So I really think it's something that you just have to like, look at it. Like this is an experiment. Let's see what happens. I want to get myself out there and then learn and iterate from there. Yeah, it's something that I deal with even like just as a a creator coach, like so many people that approach me about working together are like, oh, you know, are you going to teach me whatever? And 
yes, I'm going to teach you, but also there's always going to be that trial and error, that experimentation, no matter what it is. Because again, like even with what I do, there's, there's no magic formula. Like you are building a business. And I think at the end of the day, every single business owner who's ever built anything will tell you like they made a million mistakes before they got to where they are. So, you know, like that, is part of the process. And I think that that's something that discourages a lot of people because they're like, okay, well, if I pay for this course or if I, you know, buy this product, it's going to like give me this and then I'll be good. And it's like, that's not always how it happens. And and yeah. I think that's even something with, that I like struggle with sometimes as someone who sells a course is like trying to explain to people like, these are the results that other people have had that doesn't necessarily mean that's what you're going to get. It's all about what you're willing to put in, what you're willing to, again, try, see what works. And it's not always like an easy process. Yeah. And I think too, a lot, I mean, particularly if you're more at the beginning stage, you are looking for a very formulaic return on your investment. And this Mm. is how I used to do things. If I was going to hire a coach for $10,000, then during the time that we're working together, I better make 20. I better make 30. I don't look at things like that anymore. I mean, to me, it's like, could you imagine going into like a therapist's office and being like, if I don't get rid of one childhood trauma in the next hour, this is bullshit and you're fired. Like, no, that's not how it works. (laughs) That's not how it works. So I've kind of shifted to this approach where before I invest in anything, I already decide that my investment is guaranteed to pay off. And what I mean by that is I take into account what you were just talking about. Like, this is up to me now. I don't look, if I invest in your course, I am not looking to you to validate whatever crazy idea I have in my mind of what my return on investment should be. I am looking toward myself and how I can ensure that no matter what, I am getting something out of this investment. Sometimes the thing I get out of the investment is, this thing sucked. And I want to take (laughs) note of all of the horrible Mm. things that they did so that I can make sure I never do that in any of my programs. And that experience might end up making me hundreds of thousands of dollars in the end. You know, exactly. That is up to you. It's not up to the person that you are investing in. Of course, I give great value. I want you to come away from working with me feeling like this is the best money I have ever spent in my life. But ultimately, that's up to you. Right. I I completely agree with that. And when you kind of um, mentioned earlier about selling organically, I'm thinking about like, Uh, kind of again like another pain point that some of the creators I work with have with products is they are like I don't want to overwhelm my audience with selling or like I'm afraid that I'm gonna like steer them away or be you know annoying to them what kind of advice would you give someone who's a little nervous about overwhelming their audience with selling Okay. I have a great analogy for this. I am a very basic bitch and my favorite <laughs> store is Marshall's. This I is love a store Marshall's. in the US. <laughs> it's like a big box store. They have racks and racks of shit that you just have to like yes. sort through and find the little gems. My ideal day is like two hours in Marshall's, <laughs> unlimited budget. You know, I got nowhere to go and no place to be. And I can just like methodically go through yes. every single rack. I have never walked into Marshall's and been like, whoa, guys, everything here is for sale. This is like a little (laughs) overwhelming. You're coming on really strong right now. Like, slow your roll, please. 
Like right. that doesn't happen. <laughs> I walk into a store expecting everything to be for sale. And so social yeah. media has changed a lot. It used to be, it was like a place to hang out and connect. Now, many of us are running our businesses on social media. Right. When you come to my account, there is no confusion. Like this is not just a meme entertainment account. I am selling things. I am running a business. You know that before you click the follow button. And so I look at my social media accounts as my online stores. And so it is impossible for me to be selling too much with the Marshalls example. I mean, same thing, like walk into Whole Foods. They have the little displays at the end of the aisles. Everything is for sale and it's (laughs) totally fine for everyone in that store. And that is how I think about my social media profile. And that is how I want all of your listeners to think about it because they are someone's favorite store. Mm. And for the people in their audience that love everything they have to say and everything that they're doing and everything they have to offer, I would be mad if the person that I was following was not talking about the thing that they were selling. Like, this is like me going into Marshall's and them being like, Look, it's Thursday. You were here on Tuesday. So we're going to close the shoe department down for you today because we don't want it to feel like, oh, there's so much you have to go through and listen to. I'd be like, "Um, I want to go into the shoe department. Do not close the shoe department down. This is unacceptable. Back the fuck off, dude. Like, I would be so upset. And there are people in your community that feel that way. Everybody gets Mm. so obsessed with like angry mom 22 who leaves a comment that like it's Mm -hmm. gross that you're selling too much every day. Fuck off, angry mom 22. Like go follow somebody else. (laughs) I am not showing up for angry mom 22. I am showing up for the people like me who love Marshalls and just want all access to all of it. I want to hear about all of it. I probably want to buy all of it. I am there because I love you and everything that you're doing. And I am getting so much value every single day. So I want everyone to be thinking about those people and not Angry Mom 22. I love that. Marshall should sponsor you after this. (laughs) I know. I have a TikTok TikTok coming up with like a brilliant marketing idea for Marshall. So maybe it'll happen one day. We're manifesting it. We're going to put it out there into the universe. I love it. Well, Erica, thank you so much. This was honestly such an inspiring conversation. I want to end it with the Marshall's analogy so that everyone can just sit on that for a little while (laughs) Um, you are someone's favorite store (laughs) you are someone's marshals (laughs) yes I love it well thank you so much for sharing all of your knowledge today Um, it was so great to have this conversation with you you are hilarious I love it (laughs) thank you so much I loved chatting with you